Hello everyone, this is Gilbert Jalad. Again, we are back at 2022 with Tufts on Tax, uh, where all your tax questions and answers are here with Mr. T. Scott Tufts, uh, who is the master and the expert for uh, taxes, and he will answer all your questions. He will bring up all the 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 question marks that and the flags that are out there for taxes and he will help you out he is here to help you in any tax matter or lawsuits so you can call him at uh, 877-647-7887 again 877-647-7887 or you can email him at stufts at cplspa.com of course this information will be in the bottom of the screen on youtube but if you're listening on the podcast it's stufts at cplspa.com and we are back with the first episode new season season three for tufts on tax how are you scott good to be with you good to be with you too and this year we have uh, this season in particular we have new things we're gonna present we're gonna uh bring up uh, uh new uh not to not i would say fun but also new uh things and subjects and 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 ways of discussing taxes yeah i would say that uh we we're looking at bringing uh our audience the information they need that will help them see how taxes can kind of get them um, if they're not careful um, into problems or issues that they may not realize and so hopefully with the, this can uh, help them prevent some of these things and then uh, God forbid if it happens then they can come in and um, uh, we can address their problems as well. Absolutely. And today, and now we're going to start with introducing our new season, if we can, if we can say that to our audience sure. and, and what they would be expecting for 2022 of Tufts on Tax. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of continue to let them know what forms and data gathering the IRS is doing, like we did last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about how that data gathering is going to affect them. There's a lot happening in, in the way that the IRS is gathering data for things like Zelle and, and other transfer agents that are going to be reporting amounts of a certain amount, um, perhaps in disclosing things greater than $600 or whatever it might be. There's the kind of constant concern about Bitcoin and other such virtual currencies. How is that going to be addressed with the tax laws? I think there's some um, maybe um, ignorance out there. And, um, and so that's a new area developing we have many other forms of taxes and things that can come up, and we certainly want to uh, bring that to our audience. And then secondly, we're going to uh, maybe bring in some folks, talk to them, and uh, bring awareness of these tax issues to their, you know, to them. Uh, so looking forward to this season. Absolutely. Me too. And I'm sure our audience as well. Now, let's start now. Since we are in February... Mm-hmm. And this is the beginning of uh, 2022, and uh, we're getting into the tax season now, yep. uh, which we are in it, actually, and uh, a lot of tax returns. And let's talk about that, what's going on. Yeah, so let me, let me say something that you don't hear very often that's mm-hmm. a, uh, interesting. So your CPA or accountant or tax return preparers, this is a time of year they're very busy. So getting into them early and not waiting to the last minute is important. Gather your stuff now. Don't wait. Uh, if you're missing information, go get it now. Don't wait. Uh, and get to your accountants early because they're going to feel more and more pressure as you get closer to the due date. 
And so uh, just as a kind of courtesy, um, get after it now. Gather all your documents that you're getting in the mail or whatnot, uh, your 1099-W2s or other such things, uh, and gather that information up and get that to your accountant now to give them the maximum amount of time to sit down with you or discuss with you your return. Because uh, like we've been pointing out last season and before, especially as the more complex your life gets, there tend to be tax forms that ask a lot of questions. And what we're going to really do this season that, you know, maybe uh, will help is show you that you really have an onus. The onus is on you to read your return, read what you're signing, and know what questions they're asking and make sure they answer correctly. You cannot bury your head in the sand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good advice. Uh, now, we were talking about uh, earlier, uh, we were chit-chatting and I was telling you about tax returns and how this season I felt like me and my wife, we were uh, doing our tax returns and we felt like, okay, now we people were talking about all this money that we're getting from the government and how we're going to pay it back and are we paying it back through our taxes? How is that going? And we felt like our tax returns are less, even though we don't claim anything when we file our taxes, we put zero, both of us, but we still felt like this year was the lowest of all the years that we uh, filed our taxes. Yeah, so a a lot of things are happening that... Um, when I hear folks say I claim zero or I claim one with their employer to take out the most optimal amount of withholding mm-hmm. to maximize their refund mm-hmm. so that they get that refund every year, it's getting a little bit more complicated because, you you know, do you peg it at a little bit of a refund, right? Like, can you toggle the amount so that when you come to your end, it's perfect, right? Like you pay zero, you owe nothing, and you get nothing. Well, no, so folks might want a little cushion, or they just might like the the idea that, hey, I, I don't want to worry about it. Just take the full amount, and then I'll get it back later, which seems to be the right. approach yeah, you and your wife do. took. So so the the problem is that the when you say, I take claim zero or one, we're talking about you employees out there, W-2, Correct. who fill out a W-4, and that old system changed in 2020, and we'll talk about that, how mm-hmm. the W-4 changed. And what the goal of the W-4 is, is for you to have a mechanism to toggle mm-hmm. the right amount or the preferred amount that you want withheld over the course of the year for that to end up where you want it to. Mm-hmm. But that's going to take effort on your part. It's not like your employer just... You know, like you said, like I claim zero. Yes, that concept is still there. But because the form is a five-step process now, different than it used to be, you have Mm -hmm. to kind of understand a little bit to get through that, and and we'll do that. So let's kind of talk about the W-4 as it's changed and why it changed, and then let's get quickly into what the steps are. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the form changed in 2020. Now, you may ask, well, why did it change? And so it changed with... The change in 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 2017-18 with the tax law changes mm-hmm. that we talked last season. Yeah. Well, it also affected um, this. And why did it affect this? Because you remember you used to be able to claim personal exemptions. Correct. And your standard deduction on your tax form, or you itemized. Well, with the changes in the tax law from a number of years ago, they took away the personal exemptions. 
they increased the amount of standard deduction to take the place of the personal exemption. Mm -hmm. And so you have a changing way that they approach taxes. And then they played with you getting less opportunity because of that standard deduction, less people itemize. So therefore, it really comes down to how the your life has either no income other than that W-2 money coming in, mm -hmm. but what about other income coming in that isn't really employer-based? You got a side income, you mm -hmm. got you know you got investments, you've got crypto, you've got other income coming in. When you add more income to the mix, then your amount you withhold may you may come up short. Correct. Yeah. All right. So, so the concept is what the IRS is trying to do with this change in the W-4 mm -hmm. is improve in a very short way in five steps what can help you get a more accurate amount of withholding on your paycheck every, every, every week or, every, or whatever the pay method is, you know, monthly or whatever it might be. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so the W-4 has changed. So one thing our audience needs to know is, oh, so – uh, it's not so much the old way of zero or one, right, or, or a couple uh, withholdings. There's, there's a change. So first thing goes off your head, okay, they've changed it. Other thing is, is if, you've had, if you have changes in life, like, you know, another child or, or um, a change of jobs or whatever, mm -hmm. that's the time to re revisit your W-4. So during the year, you shouldn't just go, oh, I did it at the beginning of the year, I'm good. Mm -hmm. It should be that if you have a major life change, you go ahead and uh, pull that W-4 and give it to either the same employer or a new employer because you've revisited it because based on these new events. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make okay. sense. So, um, I mean, anything on W-4 form that mm -hmm. any mistake on it or anything that you could uh, not handle properly, uh, would that lead to... Uh, a lawsuit or uh, no, they need no. your help into intervening uh, to, to no so employer um, no because the employer can only rely on what you tell them so if okay. you make a mistake they're going to either see the mistake up front mm -hmm. or they'll go ahead and proceed each each time you get paid okay and the onus is on you to forecast the rest of the year mm -hmm. and decide am I going to end up where I want to be um, I don't know of the situation where the employer – now, of course, if the employer is making a mistake, um, you should analyze that mistake because let's say you fill out the W-4 properly mm -hmm. and the employer doesn't do something right and you mm -hmm. end up short that way. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a situation where um, – You have we, to. Yeah, I, I would take a look at that. You know? Okay, I see. But um, you should keep a copy of the W-4. Mm -hmm. I, th I think a lot of situations they just grab it, hand it to the – HR people and they don't right. keep a copy to I remember think, what they did. Absolutely. They and then I think you should have a little file at home and part of your taxes and say, mm -hmm. here's my W-4. And you do this with all your employers because you might have more than one employer. So you should have more than one W-4, correct? Yes. All right. So when we look at the form, Gilbert, we're looking at, well, what are, what are they asking for, right? Every time last season we talk about it, we talk about a form, we kind of want everyone to have the big picture. Right, I'm not going to go line by line per se, but uh, looking at the W-4 for 2022, uh, it's going to get your taxpayer status right up front. It's going to ask you, are you single or married filing separately? Are you going to uh, instead file married filing jointly um, or qualifying widow or widower? And then you have head of household. 
Each one will have a different tax rate under the tax tables. Um, now, the next five-step process, so step one, everybody has to do the fill in the information, and step five would be sign it. So if you do nothing else but fill in step one and give them your status and do step five and sign it, you'll get the maximum withholding that we talk about, okay? But step two says, hey, what happens if you have multiple jobs? or uh, your spouse works, or you have uh, income on the side, more than one job, then this gives you a chance to toggle and adjust the amount, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and we'll talk about the, there's an estimator that you can actually run through uh, that's available on the irs.gov site to, to, to see how your estimate is going to work, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, your step three is your dependents. So like, you, you know, we talked about before, uh, if you've got a total income of 200000 or less or 400000 if you're married filing joint, they're going to want to know and you get to list the number of dependents and the uh, or other dependents of who you support and you multiply them by certain numbers, either 2000 or 500 and that amount's going to go into this calculation where you would adjust the amount of withholding off your paycheck, okay? Um, you have a chance in step four to look at um, other income. Now, what this could this could include your retirement income or dividends or interest, passive income, and you can factor that in. That so, what you're doing there, Gilbert, is if you have withholding on your W two, but you have other sorts of income where there's no withholding, mm -hmm. you can kind of use this form to add that into the mix. That oh. can then help you raise the amount of withholding off of what you're making on the W two side. Oh, I okay? see. Now, the same thing can happen the other way. Let's say you you would normally withhold X, but you expect to itemize because mm -hmm. you have um, itemized deductions greater than the standard deduction amount, mm -hmm. more, you know, more than 12000 or whatever the number is, 13000 14000 Then you would, you would say, hey, I'm going to have a lot of deductions this year, all right? Um, if your mortgage interest is so high, you've got medicals, a lot of medicals. So the idea there is that you can then reduce the amount of withholding because you have that expectation of those additional deductions. So you can lower it or raise it based on these other items, these other things. That's step That's step three and four of the process, okay? And then step five is sign it and you give it to your employer. And like I said, the main thing is revisit it during the year if you have a major event, that especially if it changes one of these categories. And to go back and, yep. uh, and when you say toggle, uh, what do you mean by that to adjust to look at? Yeah, so how, how much do you expect? Exactly. So um, doing nothing and you kind of go to the, the zero part, they, they do a maximum amount of withholding. But even there, that's based on your income that you're making. Mm -hmm. If you have other income that is mm -hmm. not uh, subjected to withholding of tax, then you could come up short. Correct? Sure. So you can use your W-2 money to withhold more than what you might otherwise withhold mm. to offset that anticipated income that you're going to have from other sources. Interesting that you can do that. Oh, yeah. So right. toggling would be toggling up to add because you expect more income. Correct. And then the reverse, like I said, toggle down or reduce the amount of income, mm -hmm. I mean withholding, because you're expecting a greater amount of deductions. This is prepared on the basis of your standard deduction and the rate tables so so in other words if you only were single and you only and you had nothing just a very basic situation and the only income you make is your w-2 
so you're filling in part one and five and you just sign That's in, it, yes. then you're going to have that situation where it's pretty clean what mm-hmm. you're looking at, right? But if you start throwing in other incomes and other things, then you have a different it situation. It gets messy. Yes. <laughs> well, taxes are messy. Uh, they are. <laughs> would you consider them messy? I, I do. Okay. <laughs> and would you say that, do you find the topic to be one where you gloss over? Oh, no. You have to really, you know, right. think about it and, and you have to read and make sure that so, you but check But people everything. might bury their head in the sand and, 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 and shut off because yeah. they just don't grasp it or they it's just... Or they're afraid or yep. they're not comfortable. So, <laughs> so the goal is to work against that mm-hmm. and try and be proactive. I, I think exactly. we, we talked about an example before that we went on the air that um, if you have... Uh, a sense that you can sit on something and not do something mm-hmm. tax-wise. A, a great example is if you didn't get a 1099 in uh, miscellaneous or NEC, mm-hmm. and yet you knew you received the income, you have to you have to report it, mm-hmm. even though you didn't get that form telling you you have to or the amount that you got. Absolutely. Uh, we talked about that. If you have income of any kind, legal or illegal, mm-hmm. you're supposed to report it. Yeah, that, about that illegal. We were right, discussing right, that right. earlier while we we're preparing for the episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, people that make illegal income, like making drugs yep. or anything yep. else illegal, they reported. And yeah, so there's a special way to do that because the apprehension would be obvious. I don't want to report illegal income because it's illegal, mm-hmm. right? But it actually works in reverse. There's an actual careful way that you can prepare your tax return to report illegal income but disclose not disclose the source okay and then that return is between you and the irs it doesn't go anywhere Hmm. it cannot be used against you if it's filled out properly so there are accountants out there who know how to do it's kind of what we call fifth amendment returns Mm -hmm. and um and you don't it's not done in a way it says, hey, I'm doing a Fifth Amendment return. It's just that the accountants out there, and folks, if you're not using an accountant as complex as the tax system is, please use uh, trained folks at this because um, if you get in a situation where you have some income, gambling, mm-hmm. other income that maybe it's not, quote, illegal as the way you think of it or whatever it might be, the goal is to get that on your return and not conceal it. Okay, right? Or not or not disclose it. It's safer to do it that way. Oh, 100% because then your return. And then we were talking about one last example. We talked about virtual currency. Mm -hmm. You can't get in a situation where you don't report the virtual currency and the IRS looking at the hard forks in the road. From last season, you remember, Mm -hmm. we talked about if you go from one account to another, uh, that that can be a gain transaction that you have to report. You might be like, well, they didn't report it. It's anonymous. They don't know. It should be the reverse thinking. I'm going to report it because you never know when that tax return is going to come up in some other context, mm-hmm. borrowing, you know, whatever through a lender and they're going to look at it and you so check the that- no box and they say, oh, that's a false return. We can't loan you money. Exactly. Whereas if you had mm-hmm. kind of gone the other way with your attitude and reported it. You'll be safe. You don't have to get in You trouble. can rest. You can sleep easier, right? <laughs> yeah. Or sort of, right? Kind of in a way. <laughs> 
So yeah, it's always good to, even if you are doing illegal things, which is crazy for me, uh, that you still have to report it and you're safe and you're safe. Well, than- so you don't want the return to be the issue. Yeah. So the ironic, the ironic thing about that is if you under penalties of perjury report all income, whatever sources, um, and you think that through and you say, but, and it's confidential and it's illegal to produce your tax return without kind of walking through steps or, or proper situations. Uh, yeah. You, you can so they of, won't uh, worry about you doing illegal things. They would worry about that you're claiming and uh, yeah, reporting the income and that's all they care about. All the, treasury, it, uh, all the treasury part of the government's going to do. Now, look, folks will be out there saying, no, I don't trust it. I, I can't. I'm not going down that road. Mm-hmm. But we're just pointing out on this this part that um, there is a method to, and you should, in compliance, report it. And that, that struck you as odd, <laughs> I'm right? Like, Whoa. Uh, but know. we are not encouraging to do illegal things. <laughs> right, do not, right, right, do right. not do illegal things, right, right, uh, right. report or not. <laughs> Don't. Right. Uh, anyway, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. And, of course, we have more episodes to come uh, this season. And we'll discuss all the things that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, look forward to it. Look forward yes, to this absolutely. season. absolutely. Again, uh, folks, you can always tune in on Apple uh, Podcast or Google or Spotify. Uh, or you can go on our channel on at CPLSPA with Tufts on Tax. You can call us at 877-647-7887 or you can email Mr. T. Scott Tufts at stufts at cplspa.com. That's S-T-U-F-T-S at cplspa.com. Thank you and have a wonderful day.